Good morning. Well, I hope that you had a terrific Thanksgiving. Uh, our house was certainly full, full house and full hearts as well. All of Sherry's family was, uh, was in town, and, and we had a good Thanksgiving, and I, and I hope that you did too, and I hope you spent time with your, with your family, because family is important, and, uh, and what a good time. I do want to reiterate what Jeremy uh, said about Blast. Blast is next week, and uh, tickets are going fast. There are only 70 chairs uh, available each night, and so you want to get your tickets uh, today, there will be available after service uh, at the Welcome Center, and uh, it's such an encouragement to the teens when you show up. Do we not want to encourage our teens uh, and, and be a part of that? So please, uh, please make plans. You won't uh, regret it. It is a dessert theater, so we are going to hype you up on sugar and then make you sit still for an hour and 15 minutes. So uh, you can use that energy laughing, hopefully. So anyway, it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Not because of any of us, but because God is good, okay? Would you stand with me? We're going to read this scripture together. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and who put them into practice is like the man who built his house on ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed. And its destruction was complete. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that your word brings and gives life. I thank you that it's alive and active. Today, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak through me. I ask, Lord, that our ears would hear those things that would change our lives for eternity. Lord, I thank you that your presence be very, uh, very felt and very known today. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Today actually ends a year-long series that we've been in. I hope you've paid attention to know that we have been in the parables of Jesus most of the year, and uh, and we've been talking about Jesus' instructions on how we're to live our lives. And especially in the last quarter, we've been talking about how to be disciples of Christ, how to be followers of Him. And Jesus has a lot of instruction, great, good instruction for how we are to live our lives. And I only find it fitting that Pastor Ronnie decided to end this year-long journey with this, uh, with this, with this scripture. Uh, Rainley, one, because uh, the scripture talks about building your life upon the rock. And uh, building our life upon the rock has everything to do with listening and obeying Jesus' commands for our life. And when we do that, our life will be built upon a rock. But it also is, uh, it's interesting that it closes and talks about being built on the rock as it prepares us uh, and propels us into the next four Sundays, which are our Advent Sundays, which will be the four Sundays leading to Christmas. And so today, for, for our purposes here, I really have one question for us to consider, and that question is this, do you believe? Do you believe, really? 
Because that question, whether you are a strong believer, strong Christian, whether you're new in your faith, that question pops up from time to time. No matter how strong you are in your faith, that question has to be considered. Because it's one thing in the moments when everything's going great to say, yeah, I believe. It's another thing to say, I believe when things are falling apart all around you. But when our life is built on Christ Jesus, when our life is built on the rock of Christ Jesus, there is no storm that we cannot weather. There is no storm that can be so strong to knock us down because he is holding us together. So do you believe today? Do you believe? Jesus uh, begins this passage with a question. And that question is this. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, And do not do what I say. I think it's important for us to point out here that Jesus is not talking to people who don't know him. Because he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? You wouldn't call Jesus Lord if you didn't have some type of connection to him. You wouldn't call Jesus Lord if you didn't know him. So there's a proactive choice happening into the people that he's talking to where they call him Lord. But the but the idea here is that you're calling me Lord, but you're not doing anything that I say. You see, in our culture, in our generation, we really have a problem with coming under authority. Because we don't like when other people tell us what to do. And Jesus is confronting these people and saying, now, wait a second, when you call me Lord, when you use that word Lord, you are declaring over your life your submission to me, yet you don't do what I say. These two things don't add up. It's hard to call him Lord and not do what he tells you to do. It's hard to call him Lord and say, I believe. It's hard to call him Lord and say, I don't believe, rather. Do you believe this morning? Jesus sets this up with a question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? These would be people who would emphatically declare, yes, I believe in Jesus. You see, there are all types of people in our lives that we tend to listen to, or we have the potential or opportunities to listen to. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is, who are we listening to? And what, does this, what do these instructions, what do these people that we're listening to are talking to us have to say about our life and does it feed into the bedrock of the foundation that we have in Christ Jesus? Do you know that lots of people will tell you how you're supposed to live your life? Lots of people have ideas about how you're supposed to live your life. Not all of them are people that you're supposed to be listening to. Who are you listening to this morning? I think who you listen to is directly determined on what you believe and who you believe in. Uh, Many of you all know that, um, you know, it is the mode of operation of this house that we typically don't take a lot of time in our Sunday morning services to really promote or acknowledge individuals or people. We do that from time to time. It's rare. Uh, And it's not that that's not important. And it's not that it's not important to appreciate people or have ceremony. Those those times come and those those are real important times. We're supposed to give honor to, to whom honor is due. But for the past 30 years, if you've been a part of this house, Pastor Ronnie's main objective and what he feels called to do during this hour on Sunday morning is to exalt the name of Jesus. And when we leave this house, we should have Jesus on our lips and on our mind and on our heart. How we can live our lives to become more like him. And today should be and will be no different. Today, Jesus is Lord. He is King. 
And when we leave here today, that should be our anthem and our triumph and our call. As many of you realize, you look in the bulletin, you see Pastor Ronnie was supposed to be up speaking this morning, and he is not here, and he has a reason for not being here. And I'm going to share, he's going to share that with you now. Would you take the lights down, please? Good morning, Springhouse. I know that most of you who are regular attenders, especially those who have children, have noticed that Margaret and I are not there today. Believe me, we would love to be there with you. Some of you know why we're not there. On the 16th of this month, uh, that was the Friday before Thanksgiving, we uh, found out that Margaret has stage four lung cancer. Obviously, uh, this isn't lung cancer caused by smoking, but there are other types, and that's what she has. Uh, And indirectly, that's why we're not there. The direct reason why we're not there is because yesterday morning, she and I began our journey to the Budwig Clinic in Malaga, Spain, for her to undergo a three-week treatment protocol. And that specifically is why we're not there. I don't want to take up all of Kevin's time, but there are a couple of things that I do need to say. Uh, One is that uh, where we are and what we're doing is uh, exactly what we believe we're supposed to be doing and where we are supposed to be. When we found out on the 16th, uh, the only people we told were our children. And after a short while, they all three began to uh, investigate treatment options. And there are a lot of them. And, and I'm grateful that they did because Margaret and I weren't really ready to go there just yet. But uh, but they did that. And uh, we believe that it was God really who led them all three to the same conclusion. And once we saw the options, it was a conclusion we reached as well, that this is a place we're supposed to go, and this is what we're supposed to do. Uh, I think that was further confirmed when we called the place this past Monday, and they had one space available for the 26th, so we were able to get her in right after Thanksgiving. Uh, The second thing that I need to say is that Really, all we need from you is your prayers and your love. And we feel like we have that. It's a wonderful thing to have a family. We're, we're optimistic. I mean, we really are. Uh, but more than that, our lives are, are built on the rock. Yeah, I know what Kevin is sharing about this morning, because uh, that's what I was going to teach about before all this came up. Uh, but it's true. We, over the years, we've had a number of, you see, Jesus didn't say, build your life on what I say so that it'll be built on a rock just in case a storm comes. No, he said, when the storm comes, when the wind blows and the storm will come and the winds will blow. And that's happened a number of times in our lives. Uh, perhaps nothing quite so severe as this, but we certainly had it happen. And maybe people would look at us and go, oh, no, you hadn't, you've had an easy life. No. We have a life built on the rock. We have a house built on the rock. And it still is. God is not a healer. He is the healer. And every person who has ever been healed, whether doctors were involved or not, whether prayer was involved or not, it's healed by God. And that's what we are expecting. That's what we're praying for. Uh, That's why we're going for this. We believe he's told us to do this. But our faith is stronger than that. Because you see, we're never going to die. Everyone's going to leave this earth, but not everyone's going to die. Because Jesus has said that even though we die, we'll live if our faith is in him. 
Well, I don't think this is time, the time for Margaret to die. But here's the deal. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. We love you guys. Uh, Pray for us. We're, We're praying for you. So happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. And by God's grace, we will see you in mid-December. Let me say a couple of things in response to that video. The first thing I want to say, it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel. And, uh, you know, I think our society is so fast-paced that sometimes we rob ourselves of being able to work through emotions. But even with that, I want you to hold tr- uh, fast to some of, this, some of this truth. Cancer is a scary word, okay? It's a scary word. But our feelings and our actions only have the power that we give it, right, right. okay? It only has the power that we give them. And so if you give power to your feelings and your actions based on something that you fear, then you're not filtering it through what you say you believe, Okay? So that's the first thing that I'd like to say. Next, I'd like to say, you know, there's a few of us in the room here who have known the Meek family for a long, long time. I've personally known them for about two decades. Many of you know my story and know that they are like mom and dad to me. And um, when Ronnie says that they are optimistic and that they are in a good place, he means that. He really means that. And one of the privileges that we have in the leaders, the covering in our body, is that when they, walk the, when they talk the talk, they actually walk the walk too. And so they are not driven by fear. They are driven by the fact and the truth that their life is built on the rock of Christ Jesus. They're filtering their decisions, their emotions, and everything through that. And you should too. And you should too. I was with Margaret on Friday night at her house. And uh, she had already started some of the diet things with her treatment. And she said that there has been notable difference in energy and a positive direction already. And so we are optimistic and we hope because God is the healer. Amen. And we do believe in, in what he is capable of. And we believe that it is in his hands. So what do we do when storms come in our lives? I ask you again the question that I started with today. Do you believe? Because storms are going to come. Whether you like it or not, they're going to come. One of the things that Ronnie mentioned that I'll reiterate, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Storms are going to come in your life. And it doesn't matter what kind of house you've built. Some of us will build houses that have just all of the, all of the, 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 the best architecture and all of the bells and whistles and everything. And, and some of us might feel that our house is puny and small or whatever. But let me tell you something. When the storm comes, the storm doesn't keep company. It's going to destroy whatever house of the foundation is not firm. And so what is being sown into your foundation? That's what this entire year has been about. It's been about sowing into your foundation. And you have to choose whether or not you're going to live a life that sows into the foundation of Christ being the rock or yourself being your foundation or circumstances being your foundation or the world being your foundation. 
And when the storms come and your foundation is not firm on Christ, you surely can bet you that the house will be destroyed. This is what, this is what Jesus says in John 16, 33. He says, I've told you these things, all of the things that Jesus said to us. He said them because he wants us to have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. But take heart. I have overcome the world. He has overcome the world and he is your overcomer. And he is your savior and he is your God. The storms of life, they're going to come. And we don't focus on the storm, we focus on him. The storm will try to divert our attention. It will try to take us to places that some of us have never gone before. But again, and I reiterate, when our life is built on Christ Jesus, our focus won't be all of the things around us, but our eyes will be fixed on him as they should be. There are external and there are internal storms. Some storms come in our life that we can't control. They come to us. And some of the storms we create on the inside. Some of the storms that we create come from our insecurities. Come from some of the places about the shoes that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Come from places and we conjure up these storms. And what happens in those places when we conjure up those storms is we rob us of ourselves of the ability, of the ability when our eyes are on those internal storms, we rob ourselves of the ability of walking alongside brothers and sisters. This is something that Ronnie said in the video that really hit my spirit hard. It was this, it is a wonderful thing to have a family. Do you know that you are a part of a family here at Springhouse? And do you know that families have issues? Some of you sat with some of your issues on Thursday. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing quite like when a storm comes knowing that you can turn to the left and right, front and back, and know you're surrounded by family. It's a wonderful thing to have a family. And sometimes these storms that we create internally cause us to somehow look at the circumstance, uh, uh, believe in, in the things that, that we've made up in our mind, stand on a, a shaky foundation, and then we flee and we run. And then when we're out there by ourselves, isolated and alone, the real storm comes and at the thing that we ran from pales in comparison to the storm that's out there. And when we look around, we're alone. There are going to be issues in family, but I have not found one issue that has come up that has caused me the need or the want or the desire to flee or run because family is important. Family sticks together. Family continues to travel together. Family can look at a storm together and remind you, where's your life built? Sometimes we need somebody to remind us where our hope is, Right? Somebody, need, somebody needs to remind us that when the hurricane's on the way, well, you don't need to worry because you've made preparation for this storm. Your foundation is secure. It's a wonderful thing to have a family. People who retreat and isolate themselves, Proverbs says this, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Those who pull away and retreat those who decide that they're going to weather the storm by themselves. When you isolate yourself, you seek your own desire and you resist sound judgment. 
You were created for relationship. You were created to be in community. And the difference of being in community and being out of community is really a difference between being self-led or spirit-led. We need each other. And more than that, we need the Lord, and he's the glue that holds us together. He's our rock. He is our refuge. And he is our strength. When we react in a self-led posture, we will respond in ways that make sense to the world. We will respond with fear. We will respond with bad advice, harsh words, bitterness, running away, anger, all of these things. We will grasp for these things, but when we are spirit-led, we will respond in a whole different way that makes no sense to the world. We will respond with love, joy, kindness, peace, self-control, faithfulness, all of these fruits of the Spirit we will respond to, and the world looks at you and says, this makes no sense. How are you weathering this storm with such strength? I'm weathering it because I'm being spirit-led and my foundation is rooted in Christ. So I ask you this morning, I ask you this morning, do you believe? If the answer to that question is yes, doesn't matter what the storm is going to be. Doesn't matter what comes your way. You're going to be rooted on a firm foundation. If the answer to this question is no, you have a bigger storm awaiting you than you could ever imagine. There's a choice involved here, folks. Do you believe? I believe. And I'm glad to walk along family members who also believe. Because when the storms hit my life, I need brothers and sisters who will lift my arms up. And when storms hit your life, you're going to need the same thing. And we're going to be rooted on the rock that is Christ Jesus. Pastor Ronnie said that he needed two things from us. There's a lot of things that he don't, they don't need from us, okay? There are two things that he does need, okay? Prayers and love. That's what he said, right? Prayers and love. Today, we're going to pray. But I want to look at this just for just one second. I want to talk about prayer. If the answer to this question is yes, you remember when Jesus started this, is why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do what I say? When he said that, when we look at prayer and we say, oh, prayer is just secondary to something that I can do, you have just stripped yourself of the power of the sovereignty of God. There is power in prayer. So it's not all you can do, it is what you can do. It is the thing you can do. Because anything else says, I'm going to put everything in my lap and I'm going to handle it my way. But prayer says, I'm going to take it to somebody who can do something about it. And that's, that's the Lord. There's a verse in Hebrews that says, because of Christ Jesus, we can present our request. We can present our needs to the Lord. What is your need this morning? What is your need this morning? And as a body, we have a need, do we not? And we can put that right before the sovereign God this morning. So we are going to pray here in just a moment. Would the worship team come up? This is what James 5, 16 says. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I know that there are people here who are walking in right standing with the Lord because your life is rooted in the rock and the foundation of Christ Jesus.